You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Anonymous turns its attention to Iceland, international help in the investigation of Ukraine's grid hack and implications of that hack for other countries, a U.S. executive order on agency response to a catastrophic cyber incident is said to be in the works. Security companies differ over next-generation firewalls. Microsoft and Adobe issue their monthly patches. M&A news in the cyber sector. And the crackers with attitude? They're back. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, January 13, 2016. Declarations of war aside, Anonymous continues to find easier targets in the civilized world than it has in ISIS, the hacktivist collective protests wailing with an attack on Icelandic government sites. The U.S. government, in the form of ICS-CERT, says it's providing support to Ukraine's investigation of the recent attack on that country's power grid, Former senior U.S. intelligence officials reiterate warnings that the U.S. power grid is comparably vulnerable. ICS expert and Applied Control Solutions managing partner Joe Weiss told the CyberWire about one regulatory gap he thinks should be addressed. This affected low-voltage transmission and electric distribution. Low-voltage transmission and electric distribution are excluded from the NERC Critical Infrastructure Protection Standards. You can hear more of our conversation with Joe Weiss on this Friday's CyberWire Week in Review. Researchers at Digital Bond Labs describe what observers characterize as a relatively easy new way of remotely burning out variable speed industrial motors. Such a capability has obvious implications for attacks on infrastructure. ISIS is reported to have added some new secure messaging apps. The Amok Agency and Alri apps join Telegram in the ISIS toolkit. Some New Year predictions warn of growing ISIS cyber attack capability, but U.S. President Obama's State of the Union address counterwarned against aiding ISIS by giving them too much credit. The president is also said to be meditating an executive order that would mandate certain measures federal agencies would take in response to large-scale cyber incidents, catastrophic incidents in some characterizations, Some observers continue to worry that U.S. defensive and offensive cyber policy lacks what they see as structure or focus. As the crypto wars between security officials and privacy advocates continue to gutter, some recent developments may perhaps inform the debate. Researchers at Penn State claim to have made significant progress on an algorithm that could prove useful in identifying terrorist actors, and police forces turn to threat scoring as an aid to investigation. Such measures carry their own, if different, controversies, but they do suggest that the issues at stake aren't confined to encryption policy. And former U.S. DCI and NSA Director Hayden's characterization of NSA's capabilities is also interesting in this respect. 
He told the S4X16 conference that the agency, quote, steals other people's stuff in the cyber domain, end quote. It's the duty of every country's intelligence services, he explained, then added, quote, as a former director of NSA, I like to think we're number one, end quote. He also distinguished legitimate intelligence operations from, for example, economic espionage. Symantec described an upgrade to information-stealing malware Android Bankosi, which can now bypass the protection of one-time passwords generated through two-factor authentication systems. It does so by establishing a bogus identity within the infected device. Zscaler takes a look at a bad neighborhood. Sundown, Neutrino, and Angler exploit kits are gurgling around the address space registered under Alexander Muljin Servanojic. Some disclosures provoke controversy. A researcher claims to find a backdoor in older versions of Fortinet's 40 OS. Fortinet denies it's a backdoor and calls it a management authentication issue they've already patched. And two security firms, BugSec and Cynet, say they found a design feature of next-generation firewalls that's inherently vulnerable to exploitation. At issue is the next-gen firewall's inspection of apps as opposed to ports. To do this, they allow a TCP handshake regardless of packet destination, and this is what BugSet and Cynet find objectionable. Next-generation firewall companies vigorously deny that the feature amounts to a flaw. The vendors counter that, as Palo Alto puts it, firewall policy is never violated, and that the rules in place preclude the handshake from creating problems. Brazil's cyber black market is booming, according to a widely circulated trend micro-study. That black market, as usual, mirrors features of legitimate markets, including training programs in the criminal labor market's illegitimate invisible hand. Last year's hacking team leaks are reported to have helped put Kaspersky on the track of a Microsoft Silverlight Zero Day. This week's Patch Tuesday marked the end of support for older versions of Windows and Internet Explorer. It also featured a number of critical patches to both Microsoft and Adobe products. In industry news, CEOs and CISOs are finding their distinctive perspectives on cybersecurity reciprocally illuminating. Canadian M&A has an interesting three-part series on cyber considerations during all phases of mergers and acquisitions. Distill Networks acquires ScrapeSentry, whose capabilities are seen as both competing and complementary. Accounting firm Horn LLP buys Halbert and establishes a cyber practice. PSS acquires Tetra Concepts, and Checkpoint is in initial talks over a possible acquisition of CyberArk. In crime and punishment, the dread pirate Ross Ulbricht is appealing his Silk Road sentence, this time on grounds related to the judicially proven corruption of some federal officers involved in his case. And finally, remember the crackers with attitude who counted coup against some of U.S. Director of Central Intelligence Brennan's private accounts? They're back, or at least as Motherboard sensibly observes, someone pretending to be the cracker is back, and they're tugging on Superman's cape. This time, they've taken on U.S. Director of National Intelligence Clapper, redirecting calls to a pro-Palestinian number and defaming Clapper in social media with rude schoolyard demotics. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence is aware of the incident and has initiated appropriate investigations. One would think the crackers are on increasingly thin ice. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, 
The best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust Plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero-trust-ai. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. Joining me is John Petrick, editor of the Cyberwire. John, a term that comes up regularly in the Cyberwire is SCADA. What is SCADA? SCADA, that's S-C-A-D-A, stands for Supervisory Control and Data Acquisition. And it refers to automated industrial control systems, and especially those kinds of automated industrial control systems that are used to control large-scale processes or processes that are distributed across a wide geographic area. So SCADA is the kind of thing that we've seen with the Ukraine hack recently? Is that, would, that, would SCADA be applied to that? Yeah, power grids are an example of an industrial system that's geographically widely distributed. Uh, SCADA is really a subset of industrial control systems, or ICS. And an industrial control system is one that controls industrial processes, obviously, as the name implies. So motion control systems for industrial robots and process control systems that regulate variables like pressure, flow, temperature, things like that, those are all examples of industrial control systems. And SCADA systems, which typically control processes over those large, widely distributed areas, that's a kind of ICS. All right, John Petrick, thanks very much. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire.
again, that's The Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T-Minus Space Daily and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. Music.